So there's Radio Life Ray episode three. My name is Olaf Koch, and with me today is Nate Cavanaugh. Hello, Nate. Hey, Olaf. Uh, Nate is the uh, is that title correct? Director of UI. Uh, or what's, uh, what's your correct title? Uh, Director of UI engineering. Okay. So you're the guy behind LifeRay's user interface. Yes, for good and for bad. Okay. Uh, and uh, what made you that? So what, what did you do before you came to LifeRay? And how did, you, how did you get in contact with LifeRay? What did you do since then? Uh, so basically my background, I actually originally started out in uh, graphic design. I went to school for that. And um, I had you know, worked at different jobs, building websites, and had gone to a company that needed an internal, um, like an internal application, like a control panel for a hosting website, tons of users. And so kind of just started uh, doing that kind of work and building from there. And then also started working on my own um, content management system for like geared directly for artists that allowed like uploading photos, cropping things in the browser. And this was back in like 2004. Um, so quite a while ago. So Building off of that, I kept uh, just iterating and doing things like that. And then uh, through uh, Mike Young, uh, we both went to the same church, and I had gotten in contact with them, and he introduced me to Brian Chan and different people at LifeRay. And from there, we just uh, started talking and kind of hit it off and then came to LifeRay, and uh, you know they, they had wanted to hire more UI people. And I think there was one other guy when I started, and from there, we... You know, we've just been iterating and building things. And I think the uh, first thing I worked on when I joined was the uh, re-architecting the theming system in LifeRay. Uh, that was in LifeRay 4.3. That was the first release uh, we had uh, we had done. And uh, that, would, that was a pretty scary release. But uh, it was actually really good. It, our theming system before then was was very complex and you know, we were able to, to reduce the amount of, you know, the amount of uh, time to complete a theme from two weeks to, in some people's cases, down to like 45 minutes in order to complete a theme. Is that the time when themes became plugins? Uh, they became plugins not too long after that. Uh, actually, they were, they were uh, hot deployable before that, but uh, like the plugins SDK and all of that came in around that time. Um, but it was the time when we converted, like we mainly settled on velocity and uh, moved more away from the JSP. And because uh, before then, it was like a very big mix of JSP logic inside of what looked like kind of like CSS files, but they really weren't. It was this, just kind of this hodgepodge of, of logic. And we kind of solidified everything and made it very uh, predictable and, and enforced some consistency there. Mm-hmm. Um, we we say in in trainings that LifeRay has been uh, actually I can't really recall the first or one of the first portals that uh, used drag and drop to position portlets on the page. Is that also around the same time, or has that been around when you joined? Uh, so that was did you actually do that? around. That was actually around when I joined. Um, that the one of the first iterations was, and we've uh, we've gone through a couple different uh, iterations of that, tackling different ways to to uh, handle that. There's actually, from a UI perspective, there's different techniques for how you handle the drag and drop interaction 
whether you offset all of the content or you just show a placeholder. And we've gone through a couple different uh, ways of showing that. And we're constantly improving it, trying to find ways to handle it better. Um, but the actual, actually having drag and drop was in around, I, I think it was 4.0. I can't remember for sure, but it was, it was in before I got here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you happen to know who did that? Uh, yeah, it was Minji, Minji Lamb. He was the uh, very first UI guy before I joined. Ah, okay, that was the other one. Right, yes. you said there was one. Okay, I could have guessed that. <laughs> uh, okay, and version 4.3, uh, well, drag and drop involves some JavaScript. Uh, how was that done in, in that times? Uh, back then, a lot, there was a lot of, uh, lot, like it was, it was a bit of a hodgepodge as well. It was kind of like the theming system. There, it was, It used a sprinkle of, like some prototype JS, and then a lot of it was just homegrown, handwritten, and, uh, you know, compiled scripts from around the web that, you know, going back to like 2002 code, and it, it was just kind of uh, kind of all over the place. And 4.3, we, um, we kind of, you know, we rewrote the drag and drop to use jQuery, and then, uh, you know, from there, we, like, in 4.3, we actually was also the release where we uh, standardized on jQuery. Oh, that was already 4.3. I always thought that was 5. So it's even earlier. Oh, really no. Up. So, so 5, uh, 5.1 was the one in which we standardized on jQuery UI. Mm-hmm. But 4.3 was the one where we actually standardized on jQuery itself. Ah, okay. Okay, and then I... Th- think if I recall correctly, in 5.1, uh, LifeRay actually also offered jQuery support. Is that right? Uh, yes. It was just yeah, the, we, the pure library okay. support. Uh, yes, we did. We, we, we didn't really see too, much, um, too, much, too many requests for people wanting uh, the jQuery support, um, it, you know, at least for the, from the library perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, it was, you know, 98% of the time, if anything, it was, you know, support inside of LifeRay. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that. So then that was uh, 5.2, there was jQuery, and, uh, well, quite some success. I must say that was around the time that I got in contact with the portal um, and, uh, yeah, well, learned jQuery with that as well. Um, and then... Well, some time went by, uh, actually quite some time went by, and version 6 was out, uh, that was last year, uh, and everything changed. Yes, yes, everything changed, and gotten a lot of feedback from that. So what, so, what kind of? <laughs> so basically what we changed was we, uh, we switched off of using jQuery as our um, default library and switched over to using Alloy UI, which is a... Um, a superset of using YUI and uh, uh, the Yahoo user interface library. And it's a, uh, it's a, but it's more of a cohesive framework. It's like a CSS framework and a HTML5 framework and a JavaScript framework that basically it allows us to build on top of an existing framework, but provide um, like one solidified experience that we can manage and deliver. Uh, one of the one of the issues and one of the reasons why we changed was that we had with jQuery and uh, in the previous releases was 
if we ever uh, needed to change anything or you know tweak something, a lot of the things we had in the in the core product were uh, based on plugins, and a lot of the plugins we would you know find from the jQuery community um, or even from jQuery UI, we would go in and try to edit them, but it was always like it was always very tough trying to maintain these and finding the right balance of okay are we are we taking over control or are we trying to keep you know in step with an existing author's plugin that may or may not be still updated and at the end of the day we'd end up finding all these random bugs that we you know we'd end up having to solve and the code wouldn't you know quite be up to our standards and so we'd end up refactoring it but then we you know we'd end up finding okay well if we're going to start adopting this code as our own you know, it, it's and it's taking us all this work. Then we we definitely need a bit more control than just you know putting it in there and hoping it's going to work. So uh, we basically needed something where if we're going to ship it and we're going to put our name on it, then we also need to be able to uh, take final ownership of it and be able to control it, edit it, modify it whenever we need, and also you know have our kind of have our own necks on the line and. And say, okay, this is this is something we're responsible for. And I mean, when you're offering enterprise grade support, you you really need to, uh, you know, your customers need to be secure, knowing that you can't just, you know, tell them, oh well, it's sorry, it's it's a jQuery bug plugin, or it's a, you know, it's a a bug in some jQuery plugin. We we can't really do anything about it. No, we have to fix it. We have to deliver them a, a fix and and get them something. So that was one of the reasons why we switched over, um, and. Yeah, and so we needed to end up taking control, but the other reason was uh, was we were getting quite a few issues with um, people wanting to run their own version of jQuery, and this is kind of we we really mainly discovered this once we started offering uh, Enterprise Edition, which is we're offering a you know an extended level of support for a certain length of time and we're shipping a product with a um, with a certain version of a plugin. Mm-hmm. However, when, and we have our own set of plugins and things that go along with it. However, the client there, and we're saying we're going to support this for four years. The client, however, in a year or two years is going to want to upgrade their jQuery. They're going to want to upgrade their version of jQuery to, you know, run their own, latest and greatest plugin. But as soon as they go to upgrade jQuery, it's going to break all the plugins that we have. And running your own version of jQuery with a set of plugins, it becomes a giant hassle and a huge headache. And in many ways, it's almost impossible to do while having a set of third-party plugins. So it was almost it was something where a lot of clients, they just could not they couldn't upgrade jQuery. So they were constantly stuck to whatever version they were, they were left at. So it was one of those things of, we kept running into all like multiple technical issues with jQuery at the time. And in addition to those, there were, there were quite a few other technical ones on the JavaScript side. And so we, we started looking around at different, different libraries, different areas that we wanted to, uh, that, you know, different places where we thought, okay, are there any, is there anyone doing, more enterprise-grade things, any libraries that are, you know, tackling problems that we keep running into. And we looked at a couple of different ones. Uh, we looked at Dojo. We looked at uh, YUI. We looked at, you know, a few of the different big names in the market. 
and the the ones that um, the ones that just kind of gelled the best and fit the easiest within the portal was um, was YUI. And we looked a bit at Dojo, but Dojo we we honestly ended up having quite a few problems with both from uh, our internal testing and from external clients trying to use it. So it was one of those things of while we're doing a bit of due diligence, it just got kind of pushed out of the running early on. Um, Whereas with Yahoo and the YUI one, everything just seemed to gel very easily. Just everything from getting it installed and running to, um, you know, just hooking up things to existing components and, you know, and then even just talking to the team and finding out how they worked and seeing how, how similar their ideas and, and their, uh, their ways of working were. So everything just seemed to gel really, really easily. So um, it basically came down to a decision at the end between their longstanding old version, which was YUI2, or their upcoming new version, which was only in a preview release at the time, uh, for YUI3. And so after a lot of debate, we decided, you know what, if, if that's where the future is and that's where, you know, the puck is going to be, let's just go there because we, you know, we, we, what we'll do is we'll build our framework on top of that and we'll just add functionality inside of that. We can build the plugins that we need rather than trying to, uh, you know, trying to stay on the, the way things were, we're going to go to where the future is and we'll just build out the plugins we want from there. Mm Mm-hmm. So LOUI is built on top of YUI. That means it's not a branch, but it's an addition to to YUI. So it has a few plugins, or is it a branch? Uh, it is uh, in addition to. So it's built on top of. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, so the on the JavaScript side, it's a it's a set of modules that sit inside of the same directory as all of the other uh, YUI modules, and we even have released all of those the modules we've built into. Um, YUI's gallery. So you can actually use, anyone can use our, um, the Alloy modules from Yahoo CDN and just all they have to do is put a, a line of code onto their page and they can just use Alloy modules without even running in LifeRay and they can, or even downloading Alloy. They can just run the modules in their page and it will, you know, load there without having to download anything. Mm-hmm. So that's the the Yahoo CDN that uh, is fully used for for that as well. That's neat. Uh, should give some some uh, additional performance in in downloading or even caching, as you said. There's no no need to contact that server again. Yeah. Uh, for all the installation, that must have been quite some effort, right? I'm so sorry. That must have been quite some effort to replace uh, one of the libraries with uh, the next. Uh, and was that a complete replace? Uh, uh, yes, like from would, from five to to six, uh, is there any jQuery left? Uh, no, there, we actually replaced everything, and it it was quite a bit. And I think the biggest hassle was um, was one learning the uh, the kind of the the mental paradigm shift in YUI. Things are a lot more asynchronous. Um, they they focus a lot more on on running as lightweight as possible and using things only when you need them. And jQuery is built more for here are the, here are the things you need um, or the things you'll probably need and just go ahead and use those. And, um, and so kind of shifting between those two worlds was a little bit of a, a challenge. And, uh, 
and then also, but not only that though, but rebuilding all of the all of the components and plugins that we had uh, in that same time frame, testing them, getting them built out. I mean, in the in the grand scope of things, when you look at like the uh, like just how much code and how many plugins and modules we were able to build in that time, it was it was actually really fast, and we were able to do quite a bit. But yeah, it was it did take a lot of work. It was me and Eduardo and we were just cranking away and getting everything done. But I think it took us took us about a three or four months and we converted everything and also wrote around sixty modules. Wow. And and all in a new library then. Well it it's uh it's new for a week and then you probably get really used to that. Uh yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've seen around that time. I've seen some some posts, some tweet tweets by Eduardo uh, and so on. That uh, so it really seemed like you were working hand in hand with the Yahoo guys uh, or with the Yahoo team, right? Yeah, yeah. They're they're very open and uh, they really uh, extend themselves out to their community. And um, we were one of the very first enterprises to actually be using the the next generation of. YUI. So they they were very interested to know you know our experiences and to help uh, to help improve it according to what we needed as well. So that was one of the great benefits of getting in early was that we could help shape kind of how things are going to go and and help have an impact as well. Mm -hmm. So what's the what's the current uh, community there? Who does develop uh, YUI and who is continuing to do LRUI? Is that still just you and Eduardo? Uh, do we have more people in the company? Are there more people in the community? Uh, who's on the YUI side? So for on the YUI side, I think their team is about eight to nine people. They keep their, their core team pretty lean, um, but the team they have is insanely productive. Um, those guys are able to do so much in, in such a short time. It's, it's mind blowing. Um, on our side, it's pretty much the same. We run pretty lean, but we're able to also work very fast and do quite a bit. Um, but on our side, we have, um, we have Eduardo, me, uh, we also have added, uh, uh, Bruno Basto, who's also in Brazil. And then we have, uh, Ilian Pechev, who we actually found, uh, from the Yahoo community, and um, and we also have uh, another guy named John Mack here in the the U.S. who is helping us with um, uh, doing support and uh, doing that side of the alloy uh, the alloy UI stuff. So uh, we like our team's gotten a bit bigger. It's still not not gigantic, but it's it's you know a very productive and a good group of guys. And then we also, um, on the Y, on the YUI side, if you go and look at the, uh, YUI gallery, um, which is at yuilibrary.com, you can see that there's, in addition to the alloy modules, which we still have, you know, quite a few, I think we have almost 70 modules up there right now. Um, and we're going to be pushing up more soon. You can see that in addition to ours, I think there's total like 300 something, and they they have an actual pretty big community as well. So in in addition to us, there's also you know quite a few people there as well. 
So uh, what I've seen, uh, well, I've been more or less forced to uh, relearn uh, Alloy UI uh, to, well, not really forget jQuery, but uh, it's not really part of my my daily job anymore. I know that people uh, really use the functionality to uh, use jQuery in addition to Alloy UI. So LifeRay uses Alloy UI and plugins are using jQuery and that works quite well. Uh, so at least a bit easier um, than using jQuery in two different versions. Um, at least that's what's the uh, that's the impression that I get there. Um, however, uh, when one wants to learn Alloy UI, uh, how do I start? What are the resources available? Last week I've talked to Rich, but we didn't speak about uh, any documentation or any approach for the JavaScript libraries. So for the JavaScript side, for Alloy, um, one of the first things I could recommend to anybody to, to, you know, just get started learning it is actually go to, uh, go to yuilibrary.com and just check out, you know, learning, out, learning how to use uh, YUI itself. Um, since Alloy is a superset of YUI, any of the examples there, if you just copy-paste them into LifeRay, they'll work as is. Um, in fact, if you copy and paste any of the examples in, and you change all of the Ys to just As, um, those will work as well. That's essentially the, the big difference between um, the AUI code and the YUI code is that, you know, our, our module, our, uh, our core object is just AUI instead of YUI. And... Um, and, you know, it's just a difference of the set of modules you use. And if for um, the the extra functionality that we add on top of it, we actually also have uh, documentation. But we're also working on um, the added functionality that we add on top of it. Because some of the things we wanted to uh, expand upon and some of the things we, we add in are, are features that, um, that YUI hasn't added yet. And so when, when we started this, uh, because YUI was in preview release, a lot of the functionality that, that we really liked about jQuery, they, they didn't have yet. Uh, some they did, some they didn't. And so we saw Alloy as also a good place where we could put the things that we really liked and the things we really wanted. And the, even the areas where we thought, okay, no, this, this should be implemented this way um, because this fits better in, in the sense of how it should be done in a portal and things like that. So um, we add some, uh, sometimes just some syntactic sugar, uh, sometimes, you know, a lot of added functionality that is really needed and, and maybe YUI will one day add it. Maybe they won't, but it's something we, you know, we still really need. So we're working on more documentation to help kind of that uh, example workflow, but we also have just like API docs currently that, that, list off what those things are that we currently have. Mm -hmm. So you, you mentioned that the central object in LOUI is called A, uh, while in Yahoo UI it's called Y. And that brings me to one thing that I think we didn't really mention in depth, uh, but it's one of the main differences that I see and that I first saw between jQuery and LOUI, or just, well, well basically any regular uh, JavaScript library and LOUI, YUI, uh, which is that everything is uh, somewhat 
encapsulated in a function of A or in a function of Y, which actually brings us to namespacing. Uh, yes. So that, for me, that seemed like uh, the one and the uh, the prime difference. Uh, but doing that for a while, it's probably quite natural to just do it that way. Yeah. So uh, I'll briefly touch on that. Basically, uh, in in YUI, there's just one global object, which is YUI, and it's a function which returns you in uh, a new instance of YUI every time. So it allows you to sandbox your modules. And the benefit of this is um, is one of the issues that we actually ran into uh, in jQuery. And this is one of the things we really liked about it, which is, let's say that, um, let's say that, and here's a good example. So when we started using, uh, when we started building Alloy on top of, on top of YUI, they didn't have an autocomplete module. So we built one. However, uh, about about I, I believe in the last version they came out with a with their own native uh, autocomplete module now if basically let's say they uh, and they're both called autocomplete the way you know of the, course, the, yeah. The, yeah so and but the actual the name of the module the uh, the string key name that you give it to say okay use this one uh, kind of like the import statement is is actually named different so you can say, okay, use the AUI dash autocomplete or just use autocomplete. And so all of the Alloy ones are namespaced with AUI dash. And the benefit of this is you can say, okay, in this sandbox, use the native one, use, um, uh, use or use the AUI one. And it's not going to conflict with any of the other sandboxes. So you can, you can have one thing on one page, load up a bunch of custom modules, that have the exact same name as something else on the page. And because they exist in two different sandboxes, they're not going to conflict. Um, we ran into this numerous times where in jQuery we have, you know, somebody would load up a plugin called Sortable, and we already had one called Sortable. And because they're all modifying the same jQuery object, every time we'd go to call Sortable, but it's expecting some different parameters, and then everything breaks. And so... Mm-hmm. This way, using the sandboxing helps, especially in a uh, portal environment where you have multiple applications running. It really helps us um, be able to, you know, say, okay, no, you application, you stay in your your area, and this application will stay in its own, and you don't have to conflict with each other. Now, the way that we've built it with Alloy is we have our own AUI object, and the great thing about this for us is that if for some reason we need the implement implementation inside to change, we can do that without modifying the YUI one. But the AUI one actually by default returns a cached version. It returns just one sandbox every time. Uh, for performance, this is a bit better, but this also guarantees that inside of LifeRay, AUI is always going to be just one sandbox. And so there's some predictability, but it also we also have the ability to create new sandboxes off of it. So it it's kind of the a blend of both worlds and it's it's really nice to have the the flexibility to do either one of those. So that uh, if I understand that correctly that kind of moves the uh well otherwise import statements for different javascript modules uh, logically uh, well you would have them in in the head part of the page and that moves it 
at least logically to uh, well the portlet level or the uh, well the application level uh, somewhere on the page where you just need it, right? Or yep, is that exactly. am I understanding that wrong? No, no, no. That's that's exactly it. You would just all you have to do is uh, is say use and then specify the modules, and then you have a callback function which is uh, invoked asynchronously. And this just says, okay, as soon as all of your dependencies are ready, we're going to go ahead and fire this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that's uh, all of that module stuff is actually the, the uh, well, in my eyes, different uh, or, or no difficult part uh, because I'm not that much of a UI or of, of, a, of a JavaScript guy. Um, so whenever I work in LOUI, I need to look up a hell of a lot of modules because I, for no reason or uh, no for for uh, how do you say that? Well, I, I completely don't know which module I want uh, or I need. I know that uh, well, I want some effect. I know that I want some functionality, uh, and I recognize the module names, but I don't remember them. So that's uh, that's my my personal problem, uh, like working with LOUI. Uh, uh, yeah, with and I, YUI, uh, because, I definitely feel your pain. I because yeah. I I have the same problem with Java, which <laughs> which <laughs> is right. uh, which I, I I think is just uh, I I'm not sure if it's because um, I I originally came from a PHP background, and to me that was the great benefit of the the language, which was you never have to import anything. Um, but then it, it but so it, to me it's it's always somewhat ironic when I'll hear. Uh, Java developers who hate PHP because of that reason also uh, dislike having to use import statements in JavaScript uh, for the same exact reasons. But I, I actually agree that I, ideally it would be best if they could always be on the page. Um, unfortunately, what we found is that the performance, if you do it that way, does suffer. Because um, yeah. we, I mean, our JavaScript would just become like, you know, it was like 600K having to load everything all at once. Um, and it just became unmanageable. But one way we actually got around that, um, that what, and we're constantly trying to improve this, which is we created a module called AUI base. And this module, what it does is it includes uh, node functionality, which is, you know, just grabbing elements with the DOM, event functionality, just attaching events. Um, it also han handles stuff like creating components and a few other like utilities. And basically it's like the, uh, just the simple stuff you would need. We're, we're planning on improving it to add in a few more things, but uh, we're trying to find the right balance of, of size and, um, you know, and simplicity. And, but right now, for almost every case, if you, and especially if you look through the portal, you can see this, is nine times out of ten, just calling AUI base as your module will give you, you know, most of the things you want to do. That's a good trick. I'll try that next time. And uh, well, of course, if you if you do the seven hundred or six hundred k include, um, then you still need to know if you want the LOUI autocomplete or the YUI autocomplete. So some things you yeah. can't even put into yeah. one global blob um, because it's then just the autocomplete. Yeah. So I I kind of get my personal uh, personal LOUI coach here. Uh, Learning, learning the tricks. Uh, we'll definitely need to remember uh, AUI base. Yeah, that that was actually one of the uh, one of the things that we're we're trying to do with the the library to balance out, which is the the complexity versus um, kind of the the freedoms that it gave us. And it 
it's tough because we we didn't want to lose any of the simplicity of uh, what jQuery offered us, and that was the thing we we loved the most, and was able to just help people who are not JavaScript programmers be able to write code and and get things done. Um, the other thing though we we found was that um, there's a lot of engineering uh, tasks that we have needed to do and that we've been empowered to do uh, by using YUI uh, that we've been kind of just trying to balance out how, how do you get the, the big benefits of both. And so we're, we're trying to bring as many of the, the great benefits of jQuery and the simplicity while still also making sure that, you know, we're, we're not including all the JavaScript that we need on the page or, you know, that we'll ever need. So we don't have to have 600, you know, kilobytes of JavaScript right away. We don't have to, uh, you know, we can have, um, you know, dynamic caching or asynchronous queues and a lot of complex things that um, you wouldn't find in a, a simple toolkit. So we're, we're balancing that out. But if there's anything, any, like, there's definitely ways in which we can improve. So any any areas in which you uh, you wish it would be easier, just definitely let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's one thing that I was really uh, astonished and and really amazed by. Uh, well, not being that JavaScript guy, uh, that was when I should do a demo of new features for six one, um, and that included actually some features that were not in LifeRay six one, but in LifeRay IDE and LifeRay Developer Studio. Uh, when Greg uh, set me up with a pre-release and, uh, well, demonstrated the uh, new integration of LRUI taglib snippets in there, um, which was really amazing and leads me to the next aspect of uh, LRUI, which is uh, not JavaScript, but taglib. Um, yes. So that's quite amazing what you can do there uh, with... I- don't know which version that is, if that is for LifeRay 6.0 or if that's bound to 6.1. I think that's on LifeRay 6.1, uh, what we have there, like the completely new tooling support or, uh, well, revamped and, and uh, extended tooling support. I believe it might be 6.1. I'm not 100% sure if they backported it for 6.0. It might be, it might be there, but uh, I think it might require a jar or something like that to be added. Um, but for the for the JSP and the taglib part, there's actually two parts to it, and they're actually both very nice and very interesting to talk about, and we're both actually really kind of proud about them. Um, which is one the one kind of helps do the other. Uh, the first part is the taglib builder. Uh, the thing, so I approached um, uh, Eduardo and Bruno Basto and, and told them that uh, I wanted to have I wanted to have basically taglibs for every uh, for every alloy widget that we have inside of LifeRay, I wanted to have a taglib that, uh, like a corresponding taglib that we could use from a JSP. So that way JSP developers don't even have to know which modules to include, any of that. All they have to do is say, just use this taglib and it will automatically write out the JavaScript for you. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I, I built out kind of a, a rough prototype using... Uh, uh, tag files, and there's some downsides to tag files that that really just wouldn't have ended up working for us. Uh, there's page context issues, um, getting the variables across, you know, the scopes and setting them. It's just it's all this weird, all these weird rules that would not have 
worked with translating all of our code over, and it just would that would have been a Herculean task trying to get that done. So when I talked to Eduardo and Bruno, I sent them over what I had, and they're like, "Okay, well, you know, we'll take a look at it." And um, so they they kind of took the rough idea I had for the tag, with the tag files, and they actually created a tag builder. And what this does is, uh, and the thing I like about tag files is that all you have to do is edit one JSP file or one tag file, basically, put it into a folder, and it's it's done. It you can you know as soon as you import that namespace into a JSP, you have access to that code, I, as opposed to a taglib where you edit an XML, edit a JSP, edit a Java class, like mm-hmm. and then you know hopefully that all works and goes through fine, and then when it doesn't figure out why. And then if you want to add an attribute, go and do it all over again. And it, it's, there's no way to have the, uh, dynam, you know, the d- dynamic nature of JavaScript be replicated in, in that kind of slow moving world. So yeah, I what they did was, there. yeah. <laughs> so, and it's funny because I kept asking everybody, is there, because I, is there an IDE? Is there some, you know, extension for Eclipse, anything that would allow you to just build a taglib quicker? And, no one knew of anything. We couldn't find anything anywhere. So they actually built out a taglib builder. And the taglib builder takes an XML file, and all you do is you specify out the attributes you want. You can specify a namespace you want this to go into. And it will run out and generate the JSP files and the Java classes. And it does it in such a way to where the JSPs and the Java classes can be overwritten, but it will give you a bunch of sensible defaults so that you can easily implement the HTML and the what the what the view should look like in the JSP, and after as soon as you generate it, that's pretty much all you have to touch is just the implementation. And if you need to add a new attribute, you just go into the XML, add it there, run the tag builder, and it will you know it'll update all the options. And then if you need to implement some logic in the view, you can do it there. You don't have to actually go and modify the Java class and and you know, try to wire everything together manually. It'll update the TLD. It does it. It's it's an amazing, amazing tool, and we love it. We've actually converted all of our uh, internal tag libs to using this. Mm-hmm. So oh, another, the great another thing bit of about work. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not too bad because because of the how simple and how easy to use the tag builder is. Um, it's it's really just a matter of copying over um, copying over the attributes and then copying over the implementation and everything else just automatically gets generated for us. Um, the other great aspect is that is how that influences the alloy tag libs. So as we're building out the alloy tag libs, let's say we, we want autocomplete. Mm-hmm. Well, this, what's great about this is that we're also using the, uh, the YUI documentation system. What that does is we have a lot of our widgets uh, using like a Java doc-like syntax for documentation, and they're already documented. The YUI documenter will grab out that documentation and parse it out into a JSON object. The tag builder will grab that JSON object and convert it into XML and build our tag libs or build out the base implementations into, uh, into into tag libs for us. So the great thing about this is that if we add an attribute into autocomplete, let's say, it will automatically, like as soon as we run this, the tag builder again, it will automatically add that attribute into the tag as well. 
So the more, the more we document our components, the better our tag libs become as well. So we kind of get this like uh, this, you know, positive uh, feedback loop of just constantly, you know, helping our documentation helps our other components. And in order to help our components, we need to help our documentation. And it just, it works out really well. So um, it's, you know, it's really well done and it's very exciting. Right, that sounds that way. And it sounds like uh, helping to to uh, come across the B-chan uh, hurdle, uh, that everything must look the same and must feel the same. Yes. Yes, exactly. So that's that's kind of where we're at right now is implementing it in such a way that um, so that we're getting over the B-chan hurdle of from the code level, making sure everything fits the exact flow that it needs to go through. Um, but we, we have, I think, most of them done the the ones we need to bring over into the product are uh, mainly the uh the alloy ones but just because there's some there's some slight overlap with existing ones uh that that we basically wouldn't be able to replace with the ones from alloy because they're very life race specific i'm thinking of like the aui input jsps uh things like that things that handle a lot of backend um a lot of backend code, those will still override the any alloy ones that, that sit in, but the underlying implementation should be the same. So the existing ones that you refer to, that's the Liferay UI taglib, or what's that? Uh, the Both the Liferay UI taglib and the uh, AUI colon ones, those ones actually are using the taglib builder, but the, uh, but we're, like, we won't, we won't be replacing all of the ones in the AUI namespace, so only some of those will um, will be completely replaced. A few of them will keep their existing implementation when we replace them with the uh, with the new alloy tag libs, because there will be like autocomplete uh, dialog. Um, uh, what else? There's a few other ones. Like there, quite a few other ones. Uh, you know. Um, uh, the text box list, um, panel, things like that, that, that we're building out. But the great thing is, is that you can like one of the, one of the cool things that I like is you can give the uh, tag lib an ID and then reference that ID from the JavaScript. So you can control the, the JavaScript module as well from another piece of JavaScript somewhere else. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, uh, but you lost me there. Uh, probably, so, I don't know if if uh, I'm I'm probably not a reference for that, but uh, well, it might have made sense to somebody. Uh, yeah, I'll, I mean, briefly, it's basically let's say if you have a tag lib called um, dialog and you give it an ID of dialog one, if you jump into a, a JavaScript file and you say dialog one dot hide, it will hide the dialogue that you created in the JSP uh, okay. with the tag lib. Yeah, that's less meta that, uh, that I understand. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. That, I, originally, it was a little bit too abstract, but I think hopefully yeah, it made a bit more sense. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, finally, uh, finally, yes, yeah. And, and what I've seen then, uh, well, then uh, coming up to uh, uh, the actual use of that library, um, the IDE, 
does have, uh, well, for quite a while, does have the snippets view. So you can just drag and drop some code snippets, uh, tags, and so on into the JSPs or into code, actually. Uh, and, uh, well, I probably need to talk to Greg about that. Um, that really makes it easy to then uh, just use the tags to build your own UI, um, uh, which we or which I typically uh, am rather on the side of. So I'm rather using the tags than, uh, than implementing them. Uh, and there's some some really amazing uh, stuff going on there, um, which is really some difference to what happened before. I don't know if you're really if you're uh, a lot involved with doing the uh, the LOUI interfaces uh, with IDE or with Developer Studio. Is that also your job? Uh, not so much. I, Greg handles most of that. We we generally just uh, just help out with consulting for basically. Any sort of implementation help you may need with with you know what code to pull out and things like that. But for actually implementing the you know the using of it and things like that, he he pretty much runs all of that. Okay. Um, now what's left? Um, well, the, the only thing that I have left on my list is uh, the future plans. Uh, how will you continue what is new in the next few versions? Oh, well, a few versions. What's new in the next version? 6.1 is just around the corner. Uh, what can we expect there? Is there some radical difference? So we've now talked about a lot about LOUI being uh, well preferred. So I can imagine that LOUI will be the library of choice in 6.1. So there won't be another cho uh, another change to anything else. Uh, but it'll yep, that will that will stay the same. Um, I mean, of course, people are free to to include whichever libraries they. You know they like we have we have clients that are still using jQuery for some things. Um, I my personal feeling is that uh, whatever helps you get the job done, that's great. Uh, I I do notice that people will use jQuery when uh, when you know Alloy will do uh, you know quite a few things already that that they'll need, um, and so a, a lot of it is just on our end of trying to. Um, you know, communicate that better in helping them solve the existing solutions. So for future plans, one of, uh, there's a couple different areas that we actually are planning to improve and, you know, that we definitely need to improve. Uh, one of the areas is um, more frequent releases. We, uh, we've actually been constantly improving. We just haven't actually uh, been releasing nearly as often as we should have uh, or being as vocal about what, what those changes are. But I think I, I looked at the, the Delta about a couple weeks ago. And uh, in general, since our last release, I think we have something like 25 new modules that we haven't uh, that we haven't really broadcast or told anyone about. But a lot of them are modules that we've been building for uh, specifically for 6.1. And so it's it's been tough trying to, you know, trying to balance out just, you know, how much time everyone has because we're constantly busy and trying to do so much but it's an area we need to improve and we're going to be so uh definitely having more releases and and more general communication is one of those things that we're we're working on um the other thing is definitely more documentation uh one area that one thing we have 
it was out a while ago, and I don't know, um, not too. I don't know how many people saw it, but uh, there was a uh, jQuery Rosetta Stone that was that somebody published, and basically what it was is a uh, it was a document that showed you how to uh, like all the stuff you're used to doing in jQuery, how to do it in YUI. So that that's available online. So one of the things we did was we kind of forked that over and we built a version that's how did everything you can do in jQuery, how do you do it in YUI, but then also how do you do that in Alloy? So it, it kind of gives you all three views of, so what is it that Alloy does that's different than even YUI, but, you know, even where is it the same as YUI? So we, we have that on our GitHub. Um, it's under the docs directory inside of the Alloy UI project. Uh, we want to publish that up, but we have a lot more documentation coming up that we need to uh, kind of just get out there and kind of help people work through examples and things like that. Um, yeah, that's definitely one of the, the bigger areas that we need to show people kind of the power of, of what it can do and, and things like that. Yeah, and for the reference, uh, the, uh, yeah, in quotes, original one is on jsrosettastone.com. Uh, I've made some references to that and it really helped uh, some people to actually translate um, their knowledge from jQuery to uh, LOUI. Sometimes it looks like it's completely different and sometimes it looks like there's different capitalization and that's it. Yeah, is that, exactly. is that actually a word, capitalization? Is that uh, regarding money or is that regarding uh, capital and lowercase letters? Uh, actually, I, I think it might actually be both in in English as well, but it's uh, nine times out of ten capitalization refers to um, money. Uh, no, to the uh, to the actual word. Oh, okay. Like to to the letters. Okay. Good. So I seem to have found the right word for that. Yep. No, it's that's <laughs> the perfect word. Well, as I like to refer to myself as the authentic German accent in your ear, <laughs> so uh, uh, there's the additional, or there's there's the, sometimes there's just a vocabulary glitch in there. Uh, haven't picked it up here. Nope, haven't heard one at all. So <laughs> okay. you've, you've been doing great. So, uh, is there anything you would like to add? Uh, anything we didn't talk about, uh, or? Uh, anything that you would like to uh, well, just um, mention? I can't think of too much. I mean, other than to say if anyone uh, has any questions or, or concerns or criticisms, definitely um, our ears are always open. You know, we'll definitely do whatever we can to help, help make it better. Um, we're, I mean, for any of our flaws, we're definitely not, not unaware of them. Constantly working on it in working to get better. Mainly the main thing we need right now is just help in doing better. So if, if there are people who have contributions who um, who maybe they feel like, you know, their patches or their their code wasn't traditionally accepted, um, we would definitely love for any sort of help. You know, the code's available on GitHub. Fork it, you know, make a patch, submit a pull request. We'll definitely take a look at it, do whatever we can to work with you to get it uh, get it brought in. Um, or if, even if it's just, you know, helping write documentation, do anything. We've actually had, uh, one of, one of the people from the community, uh, Eric Anderson, he's been insanely helpful. He's been, you know, uh, helping out quite a bit, training people in Alloy. Um, 
and he's from he's from the Life Ray uh, community, but he also had done a bunch of work with YUI. So um, just help like that is generally uh, extremely appreciated, and you know we'll take as much of it as we can get. Um, but yeah, if there's anything anyone needs or wants or would love to see, we'll definitely you know definitely our our door is always open. So please come in and and let us know. Yeah. So, uh, well, as with every open source project, uh, every kind of help is uh, valued. Uh, it's not just the code, it's uh, the documentation or, uh, well, at the least knowing where the problems are uh, that sometimes can help to attack them as well. Yes. Okay. So, uh, I think then uh, we've got it. Uh, okay, great. So, with that... Uh, Thank you very much for participating and for answering all those questions. Thank you, Olaf. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, we'll meet each other during the West Coast Symposium, and uh, well, we can make some adverts for that. Will You, you will be there, and uh, what do you do there? Do you do, you do a workshop there? Uh, yes, I will be doing a presentation. I will be... Uh... I will be doing a workshop, and then I will also be at the training uh, the day before the symposium as well. Oh, nice. And the theme training then, probably. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I'll be in the portal admin training. That's uh, when we don't meet, but, uh, well, during the breaks. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Looking forward to meet you and looking forward to meet all the, uh, well, all the listeners close to California. Uh, close or in California uh, for the West Coast Symposium. Uh, yes, definitely. Of Looking forward to have everyone out. Yeah. And if not there, then uh, are you coming to the European Symposium as well this year? Yes, I will be at the one in Frankfurt. Yes, that's my home base. And, uh, well, something really weird must happen for me to not be there. <laughs> yes. Okay, so yes. thank you very much. Um, that's All right, thank you a lot. episode three. And... Uh, yeah, uh, episode three is over now. Mm -hmm.